Tov. The Gemara in uh, the Babli and Brachos in the, the bottom of Mem Amad Aleph. Hechem Avarachinon Bari Pri Haetz. What, when, how does one determine uh, when they make the blessing Bari Pri Haetz? Hechadichi Shaklotlei Leperei Isya Lagavza. So, a plant that produces fruit, when a person takes from the from the fruit, but the but the gavza, the stalk, the stalk remains, the hadar mapik, and will go and produce new fruit. That same stalk will produce fruit again. But when a person, when you have a plant that produces fruit, and you take the fruit, and then there's no more stalk that will renew, a, that will produce a new harvest, so to speak. Okay, so what? Right. So obviously, this isn't. This, there are there are there are in, there are a lot of in between cases, as we all know. But just to simplify this, a carrot, okay, grows in the ground. You take the carrot out of the ground. There's no carrot tree that's producing additional carrots. The carrot is in the ground. You take it out. You eat it, and then a new carrot will grow eventually, right? But there's no carrot stalk that is sprouting additional carrots. Okay? An apple tree, conversely, okay, the apple tree that you're eating apples from now will be the same apple tree next year and the year after that and the year after that. Yeah? This is an article. It's fascinating. This could have been part of the uh, part of the story of the week. They identified in Israel recently, this week, while everyone is busy thinking about trees, they identified in Israel a tree near Kfar Baram. 4,000 years old. An olive tree. 4,000 years old. It's the one of, probably the oldest tree in Israel and likely one of, the one of, if not the oldest tree in the world. 4,000 years old. Right here in the valley over here by the, you know, in between Harazesim and, and Haramoriah, okay, there are olive trees that are 3,000 years old. And this is 4,000 years old. Very, just just incredibly old trees that continue to produce fruit. Like there are olives that come off of this tree now. So this, uh, this is yeah yeah this is Avram. So right, if Avram is here in the year, in the year let's say around the year two thousand, right? We're now in the year fifty seven, right? So yeah, so so this was here when Avram Avinu was uh, was here. But the point is that this this is this is the distinction. This is the distinction between uh, between a tree and a plant. Right. This this is the distinction that a that that a plant the priha adama is something that it sprouts fruit and then that's it right it gives over fruit and it's it it, it no longer gives over anything an eitz is an independent entity an eitz is, is something that it's a it's a it's a it's a peros machine so to speak and that 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 will continue over time okay as we know as we all know right, right this rudimentary hilchos brachos. If a person makes the blessing bori priha adama on, on something that he's supposed to say bori priha eats, right? An apple or, or whatever. So that, that is accurate enough that he's yotzei deichova. He's in fact fulfilling the obligation to make a blessing because it does accurately describe what he's eating. Ultimately speaking, ultimately, the, right, the apple or the orange or the peach or whatever does come from the ground. It comes, it, right, it is priha adama. But, but, but a more accurate description is that it's a pre of the eights, because the eights, even though the eights is obviously attached to the ground, but the eights is an independent entity, right? 
When you take the pre, the geza, the geza, the stalk is still there. This is an eight. You know, it's fascinating. I, I usually don't have a uh, have a have a halachic uh, discussion here in this uh, in this context, but just something that I think is very very worthwhile noting. Uh, in the Gemara in Baba Basra, on Daf Chof Dalet. And the reason that I asked to bring the Rimegash uh, is because this sugya is very, very much dependent on the Chiluke Girsos in Baba Basra. Anyone with any experience in Baba Basra knows that the distinction between the various Girsos are, are, are a very dominant theme, specifically in Baba Basra. I don't know how that happened more in Baba Basra than in other Masechtos. But the right, uh, very, very old Girsa in the Gemara in Baba Basra in the second parak in Daf Chof Dalet is dealing with the dinim, right, in what we call Hilcha Shechenim. Hilcha Shechenim means that activities that one person is doing in close proximity to another person, right, what rights and claims those parties have. The very first parak of, uh, of uh, right, the very first din in Baba Basra of, right, of, uh, of Hezek Ria. This is a din in Hilcha Shechenim. What does that mean, Hezek Ria? There's no Hezek. I'm not breaking your window. I'm not slashing your tires. I'm not doing any material damage to you. Hezekriah is a din in Hilchah Shechenim. It means that we're all living together, we're all, we're all in relatively close proximity, and the things that I do will affect you by definition, just because we're so close together. So what are the limiting principles that affect what I can do while I'm living next to you? This is Hilchah Shechenim. Okay? So, one of the interesting dinim in Hilchah Shechenim, okay, an idea that comes up, is the idea of Megrash and Sada. Who knows where these dinim of Megrash and Sada appear in the Torah? It's not, it's not, particularly, uh, tri- it's not a particularly complicated question. Said Sada and Megrash. Where do these dinim come up in the Torah? I'll give you a hint. It's in Sefer Vayikra somewhere. Anyone know at the top of their head? No? Vayikra is a no-go for you? It's okay. So in Parshas, huh? Ah, oh, yes, exactly. Right. So, right, in, Par- in, Parshas, in Parshas Bahar, so we learn that the cities are set up in such a way where there's different areas of the city. Okay? There's a migrash and a sada. Okay? A migrash is an open field. It's an open field where you don't plant anything. But a sada, okay, is an area where you can plant things. There's a machlokas tanayim. If these areas are able to be interchangeable. If the people in the city can come and say, we want to turn the migrash into a sada, or conversely, a sada into a megrash. Okay? So, says the Gemara, right? Um, Rabbi Lezer, osim megrash, avalo migrash sada. Okay? It's possible to turn a sada, again, the area where you plant things, into a migrash, into an open area, avalo migrash sada, but the open area you can't make into a sada. Okay. Um, I'm just skipping the just skipping the technicalities of the shock of attire because again it's not it's not uh, so germane to our conversation. But says says the Rimigash again quoting from quoting from his from his Girsa in the Gemara. This is not this is not this is not found in the in the common Girsa of the Gemara. When Rabbi Lazar says you cannot make a migrash into a sada, the open area into the planted area, this is only talking in regards to seed plants, like grain or what have you. Okay? Avalintoa ilonos lo. But but to plant but to plant trees, this is not part of the prohibition. You can plant trees in a migrash. 
And says, says the Rimigash, Vidin Zehu Mishum Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. This is in order so that in order to promote the dwelling in Eretz Yisrael. Right? As the Rimigash goes on to explain, because trees, right, trees serve a dual function. They also provide fruit, but people also plant trees in an area where they live, so to speak, right? People plant trees in a chatzar, people plant trees in a courtyard, right? Trees are something that promote, they promote the ability for people to live. Adin in Hilcho Shechinim is that we, we, the, the community can force, so to speak, the planting of trees in order so that it, because it, because it just, it promotes, it promotes the ability for people to live. It's a, it is a, it is a, it is a supplement for human dwelling. Right? When people set up a city, it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not just a supplement. It's a, it's a necessary factor to be able to promote normal, normal, healthy living. In the when you're trying to make a when you're trying to make a sada amegrash, meaning you excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, right, the 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 prohibition of turning a migrash a an open area again the open area is for like. For for they would use in order to in order to pasture their animals. That was that was the primary use of the of the migrash, and it's important because if you have the whole area planted, then where are the you know sheep gonna graze or stuff, right? So the prohibition of making a migrash into a sada open area into a planted area that only applies to zrayim, but with ilanos, so it's uh, so it's allowed. Right? Uh, the 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 essential nature of Ilanos in Halacha in order to, again, in order to promote Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. Um, we find scales up into, into, the la- into the very, very deep layers of symbolism that the Nevi'im use in order to describe concepts to us, in order to give over the nature of the Lokus and to describe the nature of Torah. In last week's parsha, we have we have an interesting series of events where Klal Yisrael are introduced, they're initiated into the into 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 the theme of Kabbalah Satara. Okay, Shom Sam Lo Choku Mishpat V'Sham Niso. This was the first experience of a collective giving over of Torah. Yes, it's true. The Jewish people did receive a mitzvah already when they were in Mitzrayim, which we discussed at length, the whole Kiddush Hakodesh thing. But this organized giving over of Torah. Okay, with with essential factors of Torah, right? The Gemara says, right? Shabbos, the Shabbos v'dinim nitnu b'mara, right? They were, they're, they're, Shabbat, the laws of Shabbat and Mishpat, right? Sham samlo chok u Mishpat, chok referring to Shabbos and Mishpat referring to dinim. These things were given at Mara, okay? And the experience of Mara, the Jews, are, the Jewish people are put through a very very strange experience. They're led to a place where the water is not able to be accessed. Right? They were bitter. They were unable to drink them. Okay? And the experience, again, the experience the Jewish people have, this, 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 this very powerful, visceral experience. Vayorehu Hashem eats. Vayorehu eats. What does Vayorehu eats mean? Literally, the words mean that God instructed them a tree. That's what it means. He Torahed them a tree. The word Torah in a verb form is yoreh. Torah is instruction. That's what it means. Vayorehu eats. And when you put this eats into the water, the water became accessible. 
the Jewish people experienced this, that you had water, right? The thing that was necessary to sustain life, that was inaccessible. It was marim. It, 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 it was a throwback to the death experience, the bitterness of, of the Mitzrayim servitude, right? And what made the water accessible was this tree that was instructed by God, right, through a supernatural event that now made the water accessible. If you listen to these mitzvot, the sickness, the disease of Mitzrayim, the merirus, the bitterness of Mitzrayim, it will not be upon you. You can heal yourself from this bitterness. Because I can heal you. I can heal you. And, and the healing comes through this dynamic of the vayorei who eats. This, 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 this was, this whole experience of the Jewish people at Mara was an, an initiation into Kabbalah Satora, the primary Ma'amad of Kabbalah Satora, which is this week's Pasha. Which is obviously, right, which is Ma'amad Har Sinai, the central event in Jewish history, as the Ramban says in Sefer Devarim, Shiyu Einenu Velibenu Shom Kol Hayamim. Our eyes and our hearts are at Sinai every day. Every day, a person's eyes and hearts, the individual and the collective, are there all the time. This is, the, this is the initiation, the experience of the tree that, that, that heals and gives life. The Eitz Chaim is the primary symbol describing the dynamic of Torah. As we saw before, how the Torah defines a tree. Definition of a tree, baseline definition of a tree. It is an entity that is able to give peros, it is able to give fruit, and it remains an independent entity. It remains over time. It remains, it, gi- it continues to give over fruit continuously. It's not like when you take the fruit, that's it, and you have to find something new. You have to find something to replace it. Right? It's an independent entity that, conti- that can continue to give over perpetually. Is the Chagiga over here? Yeah. We're going to read two Gemaras in Chagiga over here. The first Gemara in Chagiga... Uh, is a drasha that Chazal give over from the uh, from the pasuk in Kohelis. We're in the right uh, Gimel. Excuse me, Gimel days. Thank you. Um, Ahu Ahu Gafu Potach Vidorash. Divrei Chachamim Kidarbonos. The words of the Chachamim are like prods. Uchamasmeros Nituyim and like planted nails. Bale Asufos Nitnumero Echad. Says the Gemara, Lamanim Shulu Divrei Torah Darban. Why is the Torah compared to a prod? Lomolachama Darban Zemachavinis Aparla Talmea Lahotzi Chayim Leolam. That it that it it guides the ox to be able to bring life into the world, to plow the field properly. They turn the person away from a path of self-destruction to a path of thriving in life. So, so you might say, oh, well, like, just like this darban is an, is an, is an object, it's a detached object that can be moved from place to place, and it's not stationary. It has no permanence to it. 
So, so too, Divrei Torah can also be moved from place to place in a frivolous manner and are not anchored to anything. Talmud Lomar Masmeros. No, they're not. <laughs> they're nails. They're nailed in, so to speak. Right? Something, that, something that you describe, even in English idiom, when you want to describe something that will not move, right? it's called nailed down. That's what it means, because a nail is something to make something not move. That's what a nail is for. If you don't want something to move, you nail it. You put a nail into it. Imam Asmer Zeh, says the Gemara, Imam Asmer Zeh, Chaser Velo Yoser, Afdivrei Torah, Chaserin Velo Yoserin. So maybe perhaps we'll say that just like, just like a nail is an inanimate dead object and does not grow, doesn't produce anything, so to Divrei Torah are also like that. Talmud Lomar Nituim. They're planted nails. Planted. Can you get me? Is there a tour? I forgot. Is, is there a tour over here in uh, Hilchos Berkas Torah? The Yisod that we are, the Yisod that we are learning here, Rabbi Osai, is. The, the nature of Talmud Torah, the nature of the person of a person's of a person's growth in Talmud Torah. Right, a person. It is very easy. Oh, I forgot the cookies. I'm so sorry. Oy, my boy. Mechila, mechila, rabosa, mechila, mechila, mechila. Here, pa- 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 pass the cookies. They're all power. They're all power. The 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 yisod. Of, 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 of a person's progression in Torah is that it, it is a two-way street or perhaps, perhaps two sides of the same coin is, 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 better, is, is a better description. The dynamic of Talmud Torah is something in which we take in, we take in the Divrei Torah but the, purpose of the, but the purpose of taking in Divrei Torah is not just to remain stagnant. It's not, to, it's not just to remain something fixed and static, like the masmer. The masmer has permanence, it's strong, it's stable, but it's ultimately, it ultimately remains the same way that it is. It's not pareh v'rabeh, it doesn't increase. The purpose of divrei to, to, to take in divrei Torah, to establish the foundation, but then to become ilonos, to become trees that are pareh v'rabeh, that produce something, they produce something new. I'm reading from the tour in uh, in uh, in Hilchos uh, Hilchos Kriyas Sefer Torah. Okay, Matbeah Bracha Achrona, the second blessing that we make on 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 Kriyas Torah, which again the Iker Takana of Chazal was to make the first was that the first person that comes to read the Torah, the first Ole to the Torah, makes the first blessing. This is in Simon Kuf Lamed Tes, the very end of Kuf Lamed Tes. The, right, the first Oleh would make the first bracha, Asher Bachar Banu Mikol Ha'amin, and the last Oleh would make the last bracha, Bechai Olam Notabas Lechenu. The people in the middle wouldn't make any brachos. There's only a later minag that each Oleh makes, the, makes, makes both brachos. Okay? This is the final blessing. This is like wrapping up the Kriya Satora. Okay? Asher Nosan Lanu Torah Semes, Bechai Olam Notabas Lechenu. That he planted Chaye Olam. Planted. And again, in Lashon HaKodesh, there's a word... Excuse me, I take that back. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if there's a word for this in English or not, but in Lashon HaKodesh, there's a, there, there's a unique word 
for planting trees as opposed to planting seeds or things, right? Zorea means to put a seed in the ground, and notea means to put a tree in the ground. Nota. Chaye olam nota. Perush. Toras emes, he Torah shebich sav. Toras emes, that we say that God gave us the Torah of truth, is referring to the written Torah. V'chaye olam nota besocheinu, he Torah shebaal peh. Dichsiv divrei chachomim kedarbono suchem asmeros netuim. The Pasuk that we just quoted from the Gemara and Chagiga. That's what he's referring to. Meaning there's a double dynamic of Talmud Torah. There's a Torah that's as such, meaning the Torah that we receive, the Torah that we, that we learn from our teachers, that we imbibe, that anchor us, that anchor us to Torah, that give us the foundation in Torah. But then there's the Torah Shabal Peh as such, meaning the Torah that we create. It's in the Peh. It exists in the Peh. If you write down Torah Shabal Peh, does it become Torah Shabal No! It stays Torah Shabal Peh. Why? Because fundamentally, Torah Shabal Peh is what is what is what emerges. It's what emerges from the from from the Chacham that has that that has become saturated in Torah, and then he can produce because he's become an Ilan. He's become a tree. He's become an Eitz Chaim. Okay, to right to 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 there's there's a mistake in Girsa says the Torah for people who people who say the bracha wrong. Right? right, and all of these brachos were formulated with 40 words in order to allude to the 40 days in which Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah at Sinai. I want to share a fascinating story that we learn in the Perkei Rabbi Eleazar, which is a very old midrash. But first, before we uh, before we go into that, there's too many books on the table. I'm sorry. Uh, Sukkah, there you go, sorry. Gemar and Sukkah, okay? An introduction, an introduction to the, to the, to the, to the story that we'll learn in Perkei Darby Lezer. The Gemara in uh, Sukkah, on Dav Chav Ches, relates the, uh, the, 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 the practice of certain Chachamim. The background is describing the Talmidim of uh, of, uh, of Hillel Hazakein. Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai, right, was the was the lowest or the or the or the least of the Talmidim of Hillel Hazakein, right. The most prestigious was Yonasan ben Uziel, and the least prestigious was Yochanan ben Zakkai. Okay. He never engaged in mundane speech. He was always engaged in Torah and he was always wearing tefillin. He never at one time ever said anything that he did not receive directly from his teachers. Okay? And his student, Rabbi Eliezer, maintained this practice. Okay? Thus says the Gemara in Sokan Dachofches. Now, the Pirkei Rabbi Eliezer opens up with a brief history of how Rabbi Eliezer came to become Rabbi Eliezer. Very similar to, to the Rabbi Akiva story, where the first part of his life, he wasn't so attached to Torah, and then he had some type of awakening experience that he decided that he needed to devote his life to Torah study. Huh? Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai. Uh, so, 
he has this experience one day he it says he's 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 plowing in the field and he and he realizes that he's wasting his life and he basically he abandons everything he abandons his father's estate his father Harkonus was a very wealthy individual and all the brothers kind of participated in in maintaining the estate and he said I'm out of here and uh, and he goes to Rav Yochanan and Zakai in Yerushalayim Amru Banav Shel Harkonus so the so his brothers come to the father uh, Go and be menadeh, essentially, right? Put 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 your son in cherem in regard in in relation to your possessions. Right? They're trying to kick him out of the family, essentially, because he right he abandoned them and he's not participating in the family business. He shouldn't have any he shouldn't have any portion with us. He arrives at Yushalayim with the intention of doing this, right? Harkonus, the father, comes. Okay. Skipping around a little bit, uh, just further in the parak. This is in this is in parak bays of the sefer, by the way. Um, Amrulo, so um, so they say to Rabbi Elazar, Amalem Asulo Makom. Excuse me. Just one minute. Listen, Rabbi Elazar, Amrulo. Yeah, excuse me. The Nasan ain't love Rabbi Lazar. So, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai sees sees Horkinus, the father, come into the to the to the to the Beit Midrash, and he turns to Rabbi Eliezer, Amar Lo, Emor Lo Nudaver Echad Mina Torah. Give us over something. Say a teaching over to the whole to the whole Beit Midrash. Amar Le Rabbi, and he he responded to Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai. He said, Em Shalucha Mashal. I'll give you a Mashal, Rabbi. To, to understand what you're asking of me, that you're asking me to give over Torah. I'm going to give you a muscle to describe what you're asking of me. Right? A pit of water, that's right, a cistern, can only hold what was put into it. Okay? Everything I know is what you told me already. <laughs> right? I can't, I can't give over anything new. Everything that I know is what is what is what is what you've told me. Omar Lo, Rabbi Yochanan responds, Em No, I'll tell you a mashal. You give me a mashal, I'll tell you a mashal. to a flowing stream of water, The volume of water that flows through the river is gonna be greater than any point in the river that you can measure the volume of that particular area, more water will flow through constantly. It's going to have more than the, than, the, than the volume of any given spot. So too, you are able to give over Torah more than was received in Sinai. You understand the mashal? Just to understand the dynamics of the mashal. Rabbi Eliezer is saying, I'm like a pit of water, that all the water that was in it was what was put into it. It's not going to produce new water. Says Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, no, 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 that's not how it works. You're like a ma'ayan. You're like a ma'ayan that can produce more water than the water that is given, that, that is found in any specific spot in any particular time. So, so too, you can give over more Torah that was given at Sinai. Sinai is like the initial giving over of the water. That's Sinai. It's like that pit of water that you're saying is stagnant and the only water that's in it is what is the water that was put in. But you're incorrect. Sinai is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. We receive what was given at Sinai, and then we take that further. So too, you can give over Torah that, was, Torah that wasn't even given at Sinai. 
right? So Rav Yochanan says, maybe you're embarrassed because of me, right? You don't want to say Divrei Torah in front of me. So Holach Ve'Omad Chutz Beis Hamidrash. So Rav Yochanan went and he, right? He walked out so so that so that Rabbi Yezer would feel more comfortable. V'Haye Eliezer Yoshev V'Doresh, and he sat and he gave over Torah Upanov Miiros Ke'Orachama. And his face was illuminated like the sun. The Karnosov Yosef Yotzos Karnosov Shel Moshe, and the beams of light were emanating from his face, like the beams that emanated from Moshe. The Ein Adam Yodea Im Yom the Im Laila. No one knew if it was day or night because of the luminous presence of Rabbi Leizer. So, what's going on here, Rabbi We just learned in the Gemara in Sukkah that Rav Yochanan Ben Zakkai was very, very machbid. Shali Olam never, never once Omar Davar Shalom He never said anything that his Rabbeim uh, did not give over to him. His Talmud, Rabbi Eliezer, also practiced this, and he was very mocked that he would never say anything that his Rebbe didn't say, didn't go over to him. What is this story all about, Rabbi Osai? This story that we're reading is about this very point. Rabbi Eliezer said, I, I can't say anything that you never gave over to me, because all I have is what came from you. And Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai himself, the founder of this practice, says, no, no, you're wrong. You can give over, not only can you give over more than what I've told you, you can give over more than was given over at Sinai. So what's going on? What's going on, Rabosai? The two individuals, the two Chachamim, that we see that were so mocked on remaining loyal to the Masorah and authentic to the Masorah, not giving over anything that they never heard before from their teachers, they are conspiring to go against that very principle. So what's going on? What's going on, Rabosai, is what we've... Is, is what we've learned until this point about the very nature of Divrei Torah. Divrei Torah have a dual aspect to them, right? The Torah's emes and the Chaye Olam, as the Torah explained. The, the, the Torah's emes is what is received. It's what's given over by the Chachamim, by the teachers. It's what you imbibe. It's what keeps you grounded. It's, it's what gives the foundation. It's what roots you in. It's the Masmerim. And the Chaye Olam, the Chaye Olam, the eternal life, Asher Notab that is planted, that is planted, is the Torah Shabal Peh, is the Torah that is then produced. It's the, it's the novelty that each individual produces, that gives over, gives over something new. This dynamic that we are talking about, of the receiving and the innovation of the of the of the the building the foundation and then creating our own dynamic novelty goes even higher beyond the individual's pursuit of Torah. We're all familiar with the story of the Arba Nichnasulapardes, of the four colleagues of Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva among them, that they entered the dimension of consciousness referred to as the pardes, the orchard. The only, the only one of them that was successful in entering this domain, entering this dimension of consciousness and being able to remain intact was Rebbe Akiva. And the other three were very, very badly scarred by this experience. One of them died one of them lost his contact with grounded reality. In a way, he remained in the Pardes. He wasn't able to return back. As the Gemara in Bracho says in Daf Lamed Beis, if I'm not mistaken, the Hasidim Harishonim, this is in the Mishnah, the Hasidim Harishonim would take an hour, right? Would pray for three hours. Every tefillah would take three hours. 
an hour to get into the tefillah, an hour to actually do the tefillah, and then an hour to come back. An hour to come back. You might say, what do you mean, an hour to come back? You take three steps back and you're done. That, like, how long does that take? It takes about a second and a half. No. It, once you get there, you have to come back. And if you don't come back, then you're in trouble. And this, this is, this is, this is the, it's a different conversation, but this is the nature of having to come back. So one wasn't successful in coming back. And the third, right, the Chacham known as Elisha ben Avuya that we refer to because of his horrible, tragic fate, we refer to as Elisha Acher, okay, he completely left the fold of Torah. The way that the Gemara describes this on Daf Yudalad Amud Beis, Elisha ben Avuya, right, that Ben Azai, Mace, right, Ben Azai was the one who passed away, Ben Zoma, right, Yotzim Midato, he, 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 he was, he, he, uh, he lost. He lost. Uh, he lost. Con- he lost contact with his. With his. With his. With his. With his ego consciousness. The Elisha ben Avuya kitzates ben Atios. Elazar, right? This. This Chacham, he chopped down the tree. <laughs> now, of all the idioms that you could possibly think of to describe what El- what Elisha ben Avuya did. Why would you come up with such a term to describe that, of leaving the fold of Torah, of abandoning Torah, literally becoming an apikuras? That's the term that you use to describe he cut down the tree? <laughs> I want to read a section from the Maral in Netzach Yisrael in Perak Zion. That the that the that man is like the tree of the field. A man is a tree. He's a tree, but he's growing from the, in the opposite direction. This is in Parak Zion of uh, of Netzach Yisrael. Shorashov shel ha'adam, the roots of a man, which is his soul, kavua bashamayim, they are rooted in heaven. They are rooted in a different dimension. They're rooted in the spiritual dimension. The gufo and his body, hainu hageza, that is the stalk of the tree. Vechein zrosa, vechein ragla, vechein cholevara, his hand, his arms and his legs, heim anafav shalailam, they are the branches of the tree. That's the tree. The dynamic of the tree. This goes back all the way to the beginning of what we were talking about. The definition of the eights is that it's rooted in the ground, but it's its own thing also. You take from the fruit, it's the same tree this year, next year, and the year afterwards. It remains its own thing. A man is rooted in Shamayim. He's rooted in the Kisei HaKavah. That's where his soul emanates from. He emanates from pure Elokus. But he emanates outward to become his own, his own thing, his own independent entity which is going to constantly be producing more and more fruit, more and more novelty, more and more original insight. It's going to be Elokus that's filtered. It's filtered through his unique lens. As the Zohar in Parashas Yisra says, Kol tzadikaya, delay. All of the righteous saw God through their own lens. Aspaklaria, through the lens. That's what your lens looks like, right? 
if you look at a, if you look at something through one lens, gonna look one way. If you look at the look at the same thing through another lens, gonna look a different way. Every tzaddik brings their own lens to the table, right? What we draw up from from the wellsprings of the adama is filtered through the tree and produces fruit, and it produces unique fruit. And the adam is the eights. The adam is the tree. It is the tree. And the fruit that you produce is going to is going to be a reflection of who you are as a person. That's good. That's 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 the dynamic of a tree. Rabosai kotzeitz benetios. When you chop down the tree, what are you saying that you chop down the tree? It means that you disconnect. The tree disconnects from its source. It's disconnected from its shorashim. Nishmoso bashomayim. It disconnects from his heavenly source. Of all the descriptions to describe what Acher experienced, this is the most pinpoint accurate description. Because he literally cut himself off from the shorashim, from the roots. Not the roots down there, the roots up there. The roots are up there. And he chopped down the tree. He was Kotzeitz Benetius. Um, excuse me, what is that? <clears throat> the, the Gemara in Avodah Darshan's the Pasuk from Tehillim. Vahayaka eitz shatul al palgemayim. Now, a person, this is the Pasuk from Perakot, per, right? The first, the, first, the first Perak of Tehillim. He will be as a tree that is planted on, 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 right, on fruitful waters. Vahalehu lo yibol. And his, his, uh, leaves will not will not will not wither. Says the Gemara, Vaalehu lo yibol, melamed. We learn from here. Shaafilu sichas chulin, shel talmida chachamim srichem talmud. That even the mundane speech of a Torah scholar requires study. The mundane speech. Rashi Rashi adds on this on this point of the Gemara something that's not written explicitly in the Gemara, right? Shemimenu that from the sichaschul of the Talmud of the Talmud Chacham, melamdim midosav, osher tohar umarpeh, richness, purity, and healing, healing. Mosai, the symbolism of the of the eights and how the Adam is the eights and how the and how our dynamic our relationship with Elokus and Divrei Torah is in the same dynamic as an eights. It also is giving us an insight. Into the, into the fundamental principle of shlemus, of wholeness, of the dynamic of wholeness and how wholeness operates. That a tree has many, many things going on, as we all, I'm sure, learned in middle school, in middle school biology, right? That there's a lot of things going on in a tree. There's the roots of the tree that perform one function, and the stalk of the tree performs another function, and the leaves are what produces the photosynthesis and allows the energy of the tree to be produced, and then there's the fruit of the tree which carries the seed. There's a lot of things going on. The tree is not a, is not a monolithic or homogenous entity, okay? A lot of complex things going on in the tree. In the end of the day, the end product of the tree is the fruit. That's what you want, right? The peros, asher pirio, pirio, his fruit he'll give in its proper time. The fruit in this context, as the as the as the Parak of Tehillah makes explicit, it makes right, it says very clearly what the 
the mushal is talking about. Someone's talking about someone who's devoted to divrei Torah and the consequences of that and how it how it how it ennobles a person and refines them and makes them an elevated individual. Right? The fruit is divrei Torah. Divrei Torah. But the alim, the leaves, the leaves of the tree, okay, that's the mundane stuff. It's the regular, run-of-the-mill, normal stuff. The sichas chulin. The sichas chulin. Says the Gemara, a true Talmud Chachamim, okay, again, Talmud Chachamim, perush, perush. It doesn't mean a wise student. Talmud Chacham is not a wise student. It's rather Talmud Chachamim. Talmud Chachamim, a student of wise people, someone who decides that they are going to be a disciple of wise people. That's who, right? that, that, that's what it is. A Talmud Chacham means a, a student of wise people, a true student of the wise. Even the alim, even the mundane aspects of his life are imbued, imbued with osher, tohar, umarpeh, with richness, purity, and healing. Think about what that means, Rabosai. Think, just, just, just think for a moment. What this means is that a person sitting and listening to a real Talmud Chacham talk about the weather is healed and purified by that experience. It's an, a profound thing to think about. Profound, unbelievable thing. Because the way that the person conducts himself and the refinement and the, and the, and the, and the attention to how they express themselves, that all of these things, a person, a person can learn these qualities that he can't get from anywhere else. The sichas chulin, the, the, the mundane is imbued, is imbued with the koach of the, of the, of the Paris, essentially. Right? Again, even though there's clearly a goal in mind to get to get to the end game, to get to the Paris. But when that, when, that, when that intention permeates the entire system, permeates all of the aspects of the system, everything is imbued with that, with that, with that, with that richness. It can be identified, it can be seen clearly, it can be, it can be a, a, clear, a clear identified experience. The, I just want to end off with a, just just with one just with one last comment. The avoda that we are doing now in yeshiva is it 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 encompasses these two elements that we are discussing now in the most concrete way. The goal of a person initiating themselves into Talmud Torah in a serious fashion is to take this opportunity to build the foundation. Right? This is this is the stage of Torah's emes, as the Torah says. Torah's emes, Torah shebichsav. Again, not Torah shebichsav, referring to the Tanakh. Torah shebichsav as such, meaning the Torah that we receive, the Torah that we that we that we that we that we imbibe from our teachers. It gives us a foundation. It's giving us a foundation. Right? We're here to receive. We're here to, we're here to learn. We're here to learn as much as we possibly can because we're trying to build a foundation that's going to be for the long term. And the intention of that foundation is so that each individual person here can be an ace. To chas v'sholam, not to be a pre ha'adama. That the fruit that you that the fruit, so to speak, the pre is only what you receive. You have the right. You receive the pre. You eat the pre, and that's it. There's nothing else. <laughs> right. The goal is not to be a pre ha'adama. 
The goal is to be a priha eitz, is to make yourself into an eitz, that you have not only the peros, right, the immediate peros in the here and now, but you're able to produce your own peros forever. That's the, that's the goal. That's the intentionality. That's what's going on right now. Chaval, chaval, that people spend their time in yeshiva as just an opportunity to listen to a nice shir or to, you know, to, have, to have inspiring experiences with, uh, with Tamil Chachamim. All of that is good, obviously. All of that is a positive thing. But to, but to, but to think that this, is, that this is some type of a, of a, of a, of a, of a short-lived experience that is going to be for now... That might have, you know, that might have some nice memories for the long term, but basically, it's just an experience for here and now. I can't think of a bigger waste. The goal, the intentionality that we have here in yeshiva is to build the eights. It's to make yourself into a eights. The Torah is eights chayim he. You look at the Torah and you see the ideal in front of your eyes. This is the eights chayim, the tree that it literally, right? The fruit of this tree is chayim. That's the fruit of the tree. But it's not something external. You make yourself an eights also. You make yourself an eights. You make yourself a little mini eights, right? <laughs> you make yourself your own version of that eights. And that's the intentionality. To make sure that we're using our time to learn as many daf of Gemara as possible, to go through as many prakim of Rambam as possible. This is building a foundation, right? You don't build a foundation by, by learning seven daf of Gemara and every single Rishon on that. Please, forgive me. I'm sorry for being so blunt. And it's great. It's great. It's wonderful to be able to sit in a yeshiva with all the un, universal class Talmud HaChachamim in this institution and to hear how to learn and how to analyze and how to do lambdas. It's great. It's wonderful. But in addition to that, we, it all has to be in the context of building our foundation, of building ourselves up so that we make sure that we leave here being in eights. Being in eights. This is an investment to make sure that we all leave here being our own trees, our own trees, and trees that not only produce fruit, that not only produce divrei Torah, but to imbue every element of our life with elokus, va'alehu lo yibol, to come out here real, true Talmud HaChachamim, that every facet of our life is completely imbued with the osher tohar umarpeh of divrei Torah. <laughs> <laughs>